You're listening to the Unpacking It Live podcast, presented by MetaShare. Each week, Bryce, Luke, and Henry unpack sports, faith, and life with the goal of challenging, encouraging, and inspiring you to follow Jesus and become more like Him. Now, from Charlotte, North Carolina, uniting sports fans everywhere, here's your host, Bryce Johnson. Welcome to the Unpacking It Live podcast presented by MetaShare. I'm Bryce Johnson with Luke and Henry. We are here for the next hour to unpack sports, faith, and life with you, the Unpacking It community of sports fans. We are fired up to be here as NFL training camps are underway. We've got some NFL topics to discuss. The Pro Football Hall of Fame enshrinement ceremony took place over the weekend. And one of my former Carolina Panthers players that I rooted for went into the Hall of Fame, Sam Mills. And today during our Unpack This segment where we take sports stories, relate them to the Bible, relate them to our own lives, I want to take the mantra that Sam Mills uh, was known for, continues to be known for, which is keep pounding. And so we're going to unpack that today on the show, and and I think it'll, it'll be encouraging for all of us on this Monday as we start a fresh week. And I'm coming off a very fun weekend uh, with my wife. We uh, were celebrating nine years of marriage, and this Wednesday is the official uh, anniversary date. But August 10th is also the birthday of my daughter. And so uh, she, Maddie will be three years old on August 10th and we will celebrate nine years, August 10th. So the month of August is celebration month in the Johnson household. And so uh, it's gotten off to a, to a great start. And, and so also last week I went to a sporting event for the first time, a a game, an event, an opportunity that I have never experienced before. I will tell you about that in just a moment. Same thing for Luke, but it was a different sport. And so we're going to share that with you today. Uh, During tap drill, we've got some fun topics. Will Zalatoris fires his caddy, who happens to be his best friend. There was a Patriot player that did something crazy to avoid looking bad in front of Bill Belichick. And then two other broadcasting stories that I want to talk about from the, the NFL world as this time of year they're always uh actually no one's college football so from the football world this time of year a lot of changes to uh to broadcasting so we'll uh we'll have some fun discussing that as well uh we also have a life quandary today something happened to me last week when i was out at this uh this sporting event uh that i have to get your thoughts on so so stick around for that but we will begin with with i'm convinced and we're changing it up a little bit it's just going to be a, a quick short uh, thing that we're convinced of. We want to hear what you're convinced of following the weekend as well. And I'm convinced that quarterback battles are not decided during training camp. So don't buy the hype. Don't get caught up in, well, this guy was eight of 11 on the final drive of training camp. So he's going to win the starting job. That has nothing to do with it. I'm convinced of it. We'll talk more about it later today. Luke, good morning, good afternoon. Great to see you. You're drinking some milk. 
on this Monday, on this Monday afternoon, feeling good. I had some milk with my cereal this morning, but I'm not drinking milk in the middle of a broadcast. Crazy man. <laughs> but how you doing? Well, I love that you bring that up. I was getting ready for the show and Madeline was saying, what are you doing? You can't drink milk on the show. Unacceptable. And I'm thinking, you better believe I can. <clears throat> I am a loyal advocate, loyal advocate of whole milk. So good. Oh, whole milk? Oh, wow, come that's on. Heavy. That's heavy. Oh, no. Skim milk's like just milk-flavored water. Get that out of here. Get it out of oh, here. Goodness. want nothing to do with it. But today, I'm convinced at a sporting event, you should, on the back of your ticket, you should have a maximum number of yells or screams you're allowed to offer at that event. And I experienced this at the Big Three. Uh, uh, loyal donor Mike, uh, um, supporter of Unpacking It, scored me some tickets. And there were some, some gals behind us who were every point. I mean, shrieking scream. I'm thinking <laughs> for the big for, three, just die hard, die, die hard, hard. Big three fans. absolute diehards. But I'm thinking, you know what? I'm okay for the, yeah, the really passionate scream, the yell, big thing just happened. But you know, every rebound on the back of your, on the back. Oh, every point, <laughs> every point, literally every basket that was made. But I'm thinking, you know what? On the back of tickets, you need to look on. Okay. I'm like, I'm sitting in this section or I get 10 screams this game. All right. And we got to be strategic how you use it. We got to have a maximum because the constant is tough. They they hit triple digits for sure. It was it was crazy. Wow. Well, I want to hear all about your your time at the Big Three. Uh, we will do that in a moment. Uh, a couple of things I, I need to mention. Uh, so that's what we're convinced of today. Let us know what you're convinced of. Jump on the chat. Henry's working the chat today. So whether you're listening, uh, Facebook, YouTube, Twitter. Uh, LinkedIn, glad you're here with us and, and let us know uh, your thoughts throughout the show, but also uh, what you're convinced of. And then uh, when we do Life Quandary, I want to hear your, your thoughts, especially on that. And then for those of you that listen later, we love the emails. So shoot me an email, Bryce at unpackingit.com. All of our loyal podcast listeners, uh, we love you just as much as our live listeners. So everybody that's a part of this, we're all in this together. Some join us live, some later. Hey, it's awesome. We are brought to you by MediShare, and so we're so thankful for MediShare, our partnership with them uh, that continues, and, and so we're, we're working on some, some new things with them, so so excited about that. Uh, you can visit MediShare.com slash unpacking it. MediShare is an innovative healthcare solution for Christians looking to save money without sacrificing on quality. MediShare is a biblical, affordable alternative to health insurance. Members of MediShare save up to 50% or more per month on their health care costs. My family, we are members, have been for six years or so. And what's cool is uh, a typical family saves up to $500 per month. And, and so that's sort of the, you got to figure out kind of where your family comes out on that. But, but check it out. Uh, anyone can kind of become a, a, a member if you, if you qualify and go through the process. You can do it at any time. So open enrollment is coming up, but you can also uh, become a member anytime. And so figure out if it's the right fit for your, your family, uh, if, you know, you got to qualify and all that. So uh, check out metashare.com slash unpacking it. And it's, it really is the best alternative to health insurance uh, that allows Christians to share one another's medical bills. So nation's largest healthcare sharing community, metashare.com slash unpacking it. All right. The other thing, Luke. I know you're excited for fantasy football season. 
Mm. I am as well. Come on. And here at Unpacking It, we have an option for you to be in our listener league. And, and so if you're part of the Unpacking It community, we'd love for you to be in our league. Uh, we're actually going to have three different divisions. And those three divisions, the top teams from each division will then compete in the playoffs. So individual drafts, individual pools of, of NFL players to, to pick from. Uh, but then we'll have like one Unpacking It champion at the end of it all. So go to unpackingit.com slash fantasy. And, and so maybe Henry can put that in the, in the chat. Unpackingit.com slash fantasy. Uh, would love for you to sign up and, and be a part of uh, our leagues. We also have the 32-team league as well. Uh, if you don't want to participate maybe in the, the week-in, week-out with the draft and trades and all that, if you don't have as much time this fall, do you remember you who the won those last year? Team the Rams won. Okay. Uh, is the the one that I can I can remember. So um, I had the Bengals in one league, I think I it, last year, yeah. and did very well. That's right. The Bengals treated me very nicely, and that was sort of a surprise for for many. And and same with the Rams. It's not like the Rams came in expect you know the, the average fan wasn't expecting the Rams to be as dominant as they mm-hmm. they were from a fantasy perspective. Cooper Cup and and Matthew Stafford and and kind of across the board. Um, so anyway, that, that, that's fun. So we'd love for you to be a part of our fantasy leagues. All right, Luke. So you had the opportunity to go see a big three game yep. and, or, or multiple games. How, how's it set up? Tell it to take us into what yeah. it turned out to be. Big three was in Dallas. And, and so shout out to one of our loyal listeners who, uh, who was able to, to hook you up with some tickets. Yeah. Uh, and so, uh, so you and you enjoyed it, huh? It was, it was incredible. Thanks again so much to Mike who, has some yeah some stock in the league and whatnot and was very generous to be listening to a recent podcast and think oh yeah Luke's in the area I'm in Charlotte see if he wants to use the tickets and I'm a I mean if you're a listener of the show you know Bryce and I both are diehard basketball fans so the big three at least a maybe four or five years old I think it's 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 got some progress now but. A lot of NBA veterans, like Katino Mobley plays. I watched him play, which oh, was wow. interesting with his gray beard. Looks so old, but still so physical. Um, but then some, yeah, some guys who had a handful of seasons in the NBA, uh, Quincy Miller. But basically, it's it's three on three, and you watch three games. Or at least what we were at was three games. It was the last week before the playoffs start and only four teams make the playoffs. So I think some teams had already been eliminated, but we were able to have sweet access, which was awesome. Oh, so it was at the Comerica so, center. Man, you were the... spoiled. Oh, this spoiled. was big time. Absolutely. Spoiled. You weren't in the nosebleeds for the big three. Oh yeah. Pull up to the parking garage, flash our, our owner parking badge. He's like, Oh yeah, right this way. And then we go in, <laughs> we go to the, the table. Are you media? Or are you owners? I'm like, uh, I'm an owner, which felt amazing to say. I'm like, I didn't say, you know, I'm, an owner gave me his tickets. I said, I'm an owner. Yeah, I belong here. Oh, listen so, to you. Listen to you. You give, <laughs> you, you give the, the waitress a hard time when she says, my place. Oh, let me see what, <laughs> let me see what I can do for you. True and, true, and here you are pretending to be an owner. The hypocrisy. Unbelievable. The Unbelievable. Hypocrisy. I got to oh, yeah. call you out. Oh, that's cool. So you're all right. So you're able to, to so we go up to the suite, owner for a great day. food. We watched the first game from the suite, and we went down to the floor seats for the second two games. I mean, it's incredible sitting that close. I've sat courtside at a Mavs game long time ago and being that close, hearing the chatter, the players talk, the coaching, seeing how actually how physical they play 
it's unbelievable. Like my goodness, I, I'm I know I could never make any anywhere close to professional basketball, but it was even hammered. That idea was even hammered home even more because they let them play in the big three. It's narrow, like very confined space, three on three basketball. The coolest thing though is these legends come out. So my mom, so I took my mom, my stepdad, my sister, her fiance, and then Madeline. So all six of us. I felt like such a big shot treating my family, even though I didn't pay for it. But I'm like, oh, I got the one with the connections. My mom's a diehard basketball fan, grew up playing. And when Dr. J walked out, because his team played. He's a coach. Mom, as a coach, yeah. So he, he was one of the coaches for Tri-State. Um, but my mom was going crazy. It was so cool to see her excited. Meanwhile, I'm excited to go take a picture with Brian Scalabrini, who's on the broadca- <laughs> in-game entertainment interviews broadcast. Your, your long-lost brother. So if you follow me on Instagram, you know that I have a series of Instagram stories where I see a stranger who has red hair, and I take a picture with him. And it's like I call it the bloodline. So I say, hey, any stranger <laughs> with red hair, waiter, waitress, uh, someone taking my order, a stranger – I go and I say, hey, I'd love to get a picture with you, red fellow redhead. Went up to Brian Scalabrini, said, hey, Brian, can I get a picture? Love from my fellow redhead. He said, good to see you, man. Let's take a pic. And Aww. then arm around each other. So Bryce is a hater of the arm around a celebrity when you take a picture with him. But I went full arm, patted his back multiple times during the picture. So, and did he pat your back? He didn't pat the back. But he said, no. good to see you, man. Good to see you, man. You and Brian Scalabrini. I love it. White Mamba. There was no Ice Cube signing. No Ice. Is that right? Well, so Mike texted me after. Try to put your arm around Ice Cube. That would have been the challenge. Brian Scalabrini, that's fine. And fellow redhead. Let's see really with the the Ice Cube situation. But that didn't happen. But it's good basketball. You should go out. If Big Three comes to your town, you should go out and watch. Very cool. Well, if yeah. I get the, if I get the hookup like you did, oh, uh, yeah. I might I might do that because I've I've never sat on the court for a sporting event. I, I've never been on the sideline either for a football game. I don't think so. Yeah, so that's that's still on the on the bucket list. So I got I got to try to do that. So so very cool. Well, that that's awesome. And the funny thing was, so you experienced that over the weekend. Then last week, I went to my first major league soccer game. Mm. I am now a diehard Charlotte FC loyal <laughs> fan. And guess what? We won 3-0. 3-0. So my debut. 3-0. 3-0 out on the pitch wearing their, uh, they're not called jerseys. What are they called? They got shirts. some other shirts. shirts. Yeah, my buddy Brady was giving me all the, all the lingo. I had, to, I had to learn some of the uh, yeah. keeper, not goalie. Don't say goalie. Oh, so, yeah. What is this? Well, Hockey? so let me, let me call you out here for a second. You get on to me for the hypocrisy of I'm the owner. Let me get on to you we, wearing a jersey to the game. I get a picture of you and Brady at the game, and you're in a jersey. I'm thinking, whoa, whoa, whoa. Either he's done a massive 180, or i got to hold him accountable for Mr. Anti-Grown Man jersey wearing. All right, so here's the story there. So a couple years ago, my, my wife had work in Ecuador, and she came back with a, an Ecuador soccer shirt. And no. bright, bright yellow, bright yellow. And I'm thinking, all right, what am I going to do with a bright yellow shirt? This is, this is a bold soccer shirt. 
And I appreciated the gift from Jody, but I was like, all right. Well, so anyway, it's been in my closet for like in my basement closet for, for a while. <laughs> and so I dusted that baby off because I'm looking around. I go, what do I wear to a soccer game? And, you know, I could have been Mr. Polo guy, but I was like, oh, I'll try to embrace the soccer culture. So what do I have? So I went to the Ecuador shirt. The key to that shirt, there is no name on the back. So I'm not wearing another man's jersey. I was just wearing the Ecuador shirt. But I show up and my buddy Brady is like, what was the yellow? What is this? this what are you for uh, the, the other team? And, and so, yeah, we're bright blue. Oh, you found it. You found the picture. <laughs> there it is. For those of you watching, you can see the picture. I can't figure out if I'm yawning. So we got caught, we got, we got caught on the camera. Um, like I have no, I'm not aware that they, they, they found the picture of me. Um, but there I am. So funny. Wearing an Ecuador Jersey <laughs> at a local MLS game. So it was absolutely fantastic. So it was, would no, you, it was will you go back a to a soccer game? I think so. Yeah. Okay. It was a big, it was a big event. Um, we, I mean, we had to show up early because we had to go, go watch the, uh, there was like a parade before. Or a march. I can't say oh, yeah. parade. It's a march. <laughs> All these words are very specific to soccer. So the, the loyal soccer fans were, were uh, marching down to the stadium, and we had to watch and cheer them on. And uh, I was a little out of my comfort zone, but it was fun. Yeah. I, just, I, I don't know. I'm not a big soccer guy. Is Brady a diehard? He's a diehard. Season ticket holder. Wow. So he's there. Yeah. So he, we had good seats, though. Really good seats, good food, good game, very relaxing. I was afraid that the soccer fans were going to be on their feet the entire game, but thankfully my section was not that way. So we celebrated three times. So I stood out, out of my seat yeah. three times and then one other time to get food. So it was awesome. Turned out really I'm well. I'm anti stand up whole game. I'm trying to I'm trying to go there to relax. watch watch some sports. Like A and M basketball games, all the student section. It's like, oh yeah, you're sitting down. Oh, I'm not a true fan. Stand up. No. I'm gonna avoid the student section. I'm gonna go sit somewhere way far away, sit down enjoy some basketball so yeah, I'm, i stand up to celebrate but am i trying to stand for three hours no come on now i can't i can't do that but i love the the length of a soccer game i was home fairly early so i could Very, get, I could yeah, get oh, behind yeah. it i ended up yep. getting great parking which was awesome I'm, I'm, I, so one of my biggest fears in life is the battle for parking especially in a city and yeah. and i i ended up finding a great spot so that was a nice blessing for me so sounds like all, all around george Costanza great right now a that's great right spot see that spot out there yeah i know i was just i was thinking about it the rest of the night i, <laughs> I couldn't wait to go home and tell jody about it i was so excited <laughs> no no the soccer game was great but most importantly i found a really good parking spot <laughs> right on the side and i only paid i paid less than two dollars for it so Ooh, it was, it was fantastic bad. yeah oh, really yeah. good all right so uh those were our shenanigans from from the past week thankfully we can move on from uh soccer now it's fine it's cool i like it it's going to continue but now football season's here so here we go football and premier league season's here come on now. soccer soccer is we, we we put it you know it's it's there it's floating around but football takes center stage now american football i've been trying to explain this to little maddie as well a three-year-old we got football and soccer american football very confusing yeah. um but the pro football hall of fame game really kicks things off preseason it wasn't a great game but at least it got it started and yeah. then over the weekend we had the enshrinement ceremony and i always love hearing the speeches from the players and and listening to the stories and listening to kind of you know them try to summarize their whole journey and, and you hear really about kind of who they are and where they came from and what was most important to them and, and i always find those to be very uh just eye-opening uplifting and and enjoyable to to listen to 
And and so uh, a couple of these names are are interesting. You know, when I first started watching football, Tony Baselli was with the Jaguars and the Panthers and the Jags both came into the NFL together. So Baselli was one of their big name guys. Uh, Bryant Young actually lives in Charlotte. Um, and so ho- hopefully we're going to do some ministry stuff with him uh, in Charlotte uh, at some point. So, so be on a lookout for that. Um, and then also Dick Vermeil. So, I, you know, of, co- of course, I love the Kurt Warner Rams years. Yeah. But but I listened to Dick Vermeil interviewed the other day, and and the the reporter asked him what's it like having uh, or being portrayed in two different movies, and it hit me, and I'm go, wow, he was in Invincible. Greg Kinnear, oh my played, gosh, played yes. him in Invincible, and then Dick Vermeil, of course, was uh, wow. played by Dennis Quaid in American Underdog, the Kurt Warner story. Okay, so you have to watch a football movie. Are you watching the Kurt Warner story? Are you watching Invincible? Gosh, both are great. Um, I think I like the American Under. I, I don't. I, I just haven't seen Invincible in a while. Oh, but I probably like. I probably lean a little bit toward American movie. Underdog. Yeah, oh. it was awesome. I forgot but, about that though. But, what a, but what how a about? Deep but, cut. but think about if you're if you're a, an NFL head coach, you're in you're you're per, you're not in two movies. Like you're not portrayed. a cameo in two movies. You're portrayed by two pretty legit actors. Like those are those are studs. Oh yeah, in the acting game. And so, uh, so that was pretty cool. So I, I just I kind of realized that. But the player I want to talk about is from the Carolina Panthers. And, and sadly, Sam Mills uh, died at the age of 45 and, and now years later goes into the Hall of Fame and, and is honored for the career that he had with the Saints and the Panthers, uh, a tremendous career. And, and so each week on the show, we, we do a segment called Unpack This. We take a sports story related to the Bible, related to our own lives. And so I want to unpack his story and one amazing story that continues to live on uh, that started with something he said. But what's cool about Sam Mills, you know, 5'9", undrafted linebacker, Montclair State. He was a walk-on there. Uh, that's where he went to college. Mark and so Claire state goodness. To, to then play 12 seasons in the NFL, he only missed 11 games. So that's like a, you know, an average of a game a season, which is very, is very USFL impressive before the NFL. Yes. He played in the USFL as well. So, um, or CFL, uh, whatever the C- USFL, I think it was the USFL. Um, and so then, uh, he ends up going, he joins the Panthers, um, for the final couple seasons of his, his career and in, in the second year of the Panthers as an expansion team, they went to the NFC championship game and he was kind of, he kind of led the way. And so uh, had, had an incredible career. So his, his wife, Melanie gave the induction speech and, and she said he was a father, a friend, a husband, a leader who always kept pounding no matter the odds. And, and so what makes Mills so special is not only did he have a great career and he finished strong as a player, you know, in his, his final year, he was a pro bowler with the Panthers, taking him to the NFC championship game. But, but later on after his career, he became a coach and he was coaching with the Panthers and he gets diagnosed with cancer and, and throughout his whole life, in, including the cancer battle, he was always known as this guy who never gave up, you know, didn't complain or make excuses. His attitude and his mindset really was to, you know, keep pounding. Like that was his to keep persevering, to keep going. And he he wanted, you know, to be in, inspired himself to keep to keep pounding, but he also wanted other people to to keep pounding. And so back in the summer of 20 uh, 2003, 
was the summer that he was diagnosed. And so the Panthers head into that season. He goes, no, I'm, I'm going to still coach, even though he was told he'd only have a few months to live. He continues to coach. He continues to show up. He continues wow. to, to, to keep pounding. And, and so it was January 2nd, 2004. And apparently throughout that season, head coach John Fox always had kind of a different player or coach wrap-up practice, like the, the, the day before the game. And so this was the, the playoff game. The Panthers had a home game against Luke's Dallas Cowboys. And Coach Fox asked Sam Mills. Sam Mills wasn't prepared for this necessarily. Say, hey, can you give the, the final kind of, you know, final words as we wrap up practice and, and you know, get ready for the game tomorrow? And, and so this is according to Panthers.com, an article uh, entitled, The Day Keep Pounding Was Born. And this is what the teammates, not, this wasn't uh, recorded. Nobody has a recording of it, but this is just what the players remember uh, of Sam Mills saying. When I found out I had cancer, there were two things uh, I could do. Quit or keep pounding. I'm a fighter. I kept pounding. Your fighters too, keep pounding. And and so, Man. I mean, so, so you know, it, this was the moment that they, he says it and they, they, you know, they, they rallied behind it. There was something special coming from him with what he was going through. And, and so not only did they go out the next day and beat your Cowboys 29 to 10, <laughs> but the Panthers went on a run that year all the way to the Super Bowl. Oh yeah. And they, and the, the Patriots, of course, as they always do, they locked out and got the win. Uh, but the, <laughs> but the, but the Panthers went to the Super Bowl that year. And I remember this is my favorite Panthers team ever. Um, and so Sam Mills was a coach, but but Jake Jake DeLone was the quarterback, of course. Um, but this team kept pounding. It was special in the city. You could feel it. There there were a lot of just even other stories that kind of went around this idea of, of, of keep pounding. And so anyway, uh, it started then. And now years later, all these years later, the Panthers are known for this saying, like, that's the rallying cry. Keep pounding. Go Panthers. Keep pounding. I didn't realize that. Yeah, this is so. Well, I knew a, I knew that I, I've 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 heard that with the Panthers, but I had no idea that was connected to Sam Mills. Absolutely, he got it going. So here wow. on the uh, if you can see this on the video, yeah, uh, this is a Luke Keekley jersey. In the background, it says key or in the uh, uh, the neck, collar. the collar. Thank you. It said it's it the stitching keep pounding. So anyway, it's it's a, this is a part of the wow. fabric of this city of this franchise. And and it's phenomenal. They got the, the keep pounding drum before the games. Uh, an honorary person, you know, hits the drum. Steph Curry's done that over the years. And and so here's the deal. How does this relate to our lives? It's, it's obvious, right? We we, we all want to keep keep pounding. Um, and and so we all encounter our own daily challenges, seasonal trials, lifelong obstacles, and there are countless situations where we choose to keep pounding or give up and we choose to either keep fighting persevere endure or quit and so as followers of Jesus we have an enemy that wants us to lose hope to be discouraged to be overcome with worry and doubts and to give up on our faith however we must keep pounding we must keep going we must keep persevering in the bible paul gives timothy a similar plea But you, Timothy, 
are a man of God. So run from all these evil things. Pursue righteousness and a godly life along with faith, love, perseverance, and gentleness. Fight the good fight for the true faith. Hold tightly to the eternal life to which God has called you, which you have declared so well before many witnesses. And so no matter what we face, we cling to Jesus, relying on his strength to help us fight the good fight of faith each day as we place our hope in his promises and the eternal life we have in him. And so as long as God still has us here, we persevere in the faith and we inspire others to do the same. And so today, let's be encouraged to keep praying, to keep trusting, to keep obeying, to keep seeking God first and keep pounding, not in our own strength, but as we yield to the power of the Holy Spirit within us, we're able to endure. We're able to persevere. We're able to overcome. As Ephesians 6.18 in the Amplified Version says, with all prayer and petition, pray with specific requests at all times, on every occasion and in every season, in the Spirit. And with this in view, stay alert with all perseverance and petition, interceding in prayer for all God's people. And, and so we, we, with perseverance and, and petition, we continue to pr- pray. We continue uh, to, to trust God, continue to, to go to Him, and, and we keep pounding. Life is hard. Life is hard. We talk about it every week probably. Life is hard. Day in, day out, it's hard. But we can keep pounding because we have the power of the Holy Spirit within us to allow us the strength and energy and, 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 and power that we need to keep going. So, man, Sam Mills uh, is, is dearly missed, and, it, and it's always you know, sad to, to see someone honored for the Hall of Fame that's um, not there to, to experience it. But what's so special with someone like Sam Mills, to, to have a, a, a mantra, an attitude, a, a, a catchphrase that isn't just, it, it's not even like a, a cheat. I mean, I guess some people could say it's cheesy. No, it's powerful to keep pounding, to have that mentality that Panthers fans know that and understand that. And, and some people, you know, it's one thing to just, yeah, we're going to keep pounding and it's, a, it's in our own selfish ability or our own human ability, I should say. But when we actually take that a step further and totally yield to the power of the Holy Spirit within us to keep pounding, we go on another level. We were able to handle more than we could ever, ever imagine on our own. Uh, but that's, that's what God allows us to do, to, to, to keep pounding, to keep going. So, uh, so Luke, I know you're a Cowboys fan, but, but hopefully even Cowboys fans can resonate <laughs> uh, with the concept of perseverance and, and continuing to, to keep pounding. Well, if there was any time for Cowboys fans to persevere, it's uh, it's now going on a quarter century of Super Bowl <laughs> appearance. So that's right. I'm glad yeah, the Panthers uh, added one of those playoff losses. That's true. Yeah, it's it's not like we have that many playoff losses anyway. A lot of playoff misses. That's a good point. So, uh, but that yeah, that's a that's a great parallel. Yeah, it, it's important to unpack. And I think in my life, you know, I've talked about this before. Like, yeah, when I it's. Losing my dad is a part of my story, and that was absolutely a time in my life when I was eight. Our family had to keep pounding, persevere. Uh, and even now, it's, yeah, persevering and to 
you know, fight for what is true, for what God has revealed is true. And I, I think right. Hebrews 12, run the race marked out for us with perseverance, fixing our eyes on Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of faith. And I love that you bring up, you know, when we are pounding, when we're persevering by the power of the Holy Spirit, that's when we can actually persevere. But when we persevere in our own strength, it, we, we, I'm constantly reminded how my own strength fails me all the time. But I love—I forget the reference, but, you know, I'm made strong in my weakness. When we are weak, when we die to self and we yield to the power of the Spirit, we're actually able to be carried along by God to faithfulness, mm. towards sanctification. And all of us, no matter if it's a small trial, a huge trial— all of us, all of us have something to persevere through right now, and if you don't know what that is, you know, take a moment today or this week to think, what is challenging me to persevere towards faithfulness to God? What is trying to steer me off course? What am I pursuing in my own strength? What am I pursuing selfishly? Or is there a hardship of outside outside circumstances that's really challenging? We all have something to persevere through. To got to keep pounding to be faithful to God, to love God, to choose what is good. And to encourage others, too. So, so maybe yeah. we are, maybe we've gotten out of a, a tough season and, and we're feeling maybe a little bit better about our current circumstances for now. Then there's somebody else around us that needs that, that encouragement to keep pounding, and they need to hear it. And, and sometimes coming from somebody else and, and to use our experiences and what we've been through. And, you know, for Sam Mills to be able to say that, hey, keep pounding, guys. We're t- talking about a football game. He's talking about battling cancer to keep pounding. So it mm-hmm. carried it carried some extra weight uh, that, that was even more inspiring in, in those moments. Yeah, that's uh, a, so we can that's do a that good well. reminder. And uh, the, our recent interview with, with Jeff Payne, he talked about he the power of someone speaking into you. And for him, it was when he was playing for the Chiefs, the Chiefs chaplain spoke into him, hey, I think I think God could be calling you to ministry. But the parallel to that is, you're right, we have, and James 3 talks about this, the power of our words is huge. We have the power to encourage others by God's grace, to encourage them to do good, encourage them to persevere, encourage them to keep pounding, or we can say nothing which can hurt them, or we can say actually negative things towards them. So the power of encouraging others, especially if you see someone experiencing a similar hardship or a similar trial, that's a huge opportunity to speak encouragement in, into them, especially if you're on the other side of that trial. Like We don't want to waste or miss those opportunities because all of us have experienced some type of trial that others can relate to that others would be would benefit from our encouragement to keep pounding. That's right. That's right. So, and then, yeah, I mean, just the day-to-day, it's, it's, it's hard to be a follower of Jesus in today's culture and all that's pushing at us. And so we've got we've to keep fighting the, the good fight of faith, keep pounding as followers of Jesus, pursuing him, following his way, uh, and, and surrounding ourselves with that encouragement that, that, that you're talking about. Um, yeah, and we have— we have every hope to keep pounding. Like Jesus rising right. from the dead is why we keep pounding. That's right. Like he rose from the dead, defeated sin and death on our behalf. We have a hope that actually allows us to keep persevering. We're not persevering mm. towards nothing. <laughs> That's we right. have every reason to persevere because our, our hope is guaranteed in Christ. That's right. Amen. Amen. No, it's awesome. So, uh, 
yeah, excited Sam Mills is in and 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 thrilled that uh that, the, that my my team, the Panthers, has such a cool uh encouraging mantra. So uh yeah. we, I gotta put it on the wall in here or something. I don't think I have it in here. Keep we need pounding. That. Unpacking yeah. ministries, keep pounding. Keep well, we can't come on, we can't that's the Panthers, but we uh, yeah, yeah. We, we can borrow it. We can borrow, borrow it today. It. So uh that devotional will go out uh later today. Uh, and if you haven't signed up for that yet, be sure to do so, unpackingit.com slash subscribe. We send it out Monday, Wednesday, Friday, an encouraging email, uh, devotional. We take sports stories related to the Bible, related to our own lives, and we just want to challenge, encourage, and inspire one another to follow Jesus and become more like him. And so, uh, so you can unpack that and uh, unpack it Wednesday and Fridays as well. So uh, take, a, take a look at, at our website, unpackingit.com. All right, so the, the Hall of Fame took place over the weekend. And actually, I, I told you guys, uh, back in June, I was at the Pro Football Hall of Fame, was at the stadium doing yeah. the, the Fatherhood Festival, which was awesome. And then I took a tour of the, the Pro Football Hall of Fame. It really is a special place. And I was reading an article uh, over the weekend that they're, you know, they're building this. They, they want it to be like Disney World for sports fans. And oh, so they're building cool. like a hotel with a water park and, and all the, you know, just kind of all these activities surrounding husbands the Hall of everywhere Fame. are thinking family yeah. vacation to Canton. That's right. that's Let's right. go. <laughs> I know. I know they've, they've hit a couple snags, but, but that's still the, the dream uh, for Canton, which is, which is really cool. Wow. Um, so there's that side of it, which is, which is neat. The experience for fans. And then for the players, it's, am I going to be a hall of famer? Am I going to get in? And then we, as fans like to debate, is that player a Hall of Famer? Is he, is he not? What should the standard be? And, and I, I kind of struggle with this because sometimes my default, which I've, I've mentioned over the years, is I just think no-brainers should be in the Hall of Fame. And that might only mean one a year or two a year. And it's just kind of like clear-cut yeah. guys that get in right after they you know, retire or five years after or whatever, and, and boom. But as I see guys go in – over the years and guys that, as they always say, help tell the story of the NFL. I, I understand it. And, and like I said, hearing the speeches, you want to see these guys in and, and you want to hear, you know, somebody like, you know, the, the story of Sam Mills, who meant a lot as a player to the NFL, but also all that he contributed beyond that, even, even after he passed away, like that, that adds to what pro football is all about. And the NFL is is all about and the players that represent that and and so i understand why guys do get in and and sometimes it's at positions like the offensive line that we don't necessarily notice play after play but the impact that they had when you when you especially when you hear from defensive players talking about that offensive line or uh, a defensive lineman like like a bryant young you hear offensive linemen talk about how hard it was to stop him Mm-hmm. Um, so, so then we, as fans start to, to appreciate and respect these guys that have, that have, you know, contributed so much to the game. And it's easy for me too, as a quarterback snob. And it's just like, well, I just put the quarterbacks in. Well, come on, come on, Bryce, get, get a clue. I'm talking to myself in the third person. How annoying is that? <laughs> but, but that's how, but that's how we are sometimes. It's like, oh, I just put the quarterbacks and the wide receivers in. But a lot of these guys really do, uh, yeah, they just contribute. They deserve it. And, and it, it, it makes sense. And I think it makes the whole story of the pro football hall of fame that much more interesting especially as you walk through it and experience it so i read an interesting article about how to at the pro football hall it's the pro football hall of fame but it's dominated by the nfl 
So it was this interesting article in The Athletic on what do you do with USFL, CFL, people who weren't necessarily associated with the NFL or had a ton of stats in another pro league and then also had an NFL career. It was an interesting article almost advocating for there would be some changes if the USFL was considered for the Pro Football Hall of Fame. Voters were interviewed, and they didn't hardly consider anything outside the NFL. So I, I would wonder your thoughts. But one interesting example was if Hers- like Herschel Walker, for his Pro Football Hall of Fame stats, if his USFL stats were included, he would have the number one most all-time yards in pro football history. He would surpass mm-hmm. Jerry Rice comfortably. And there's other players that, you know, like, like Jim Mora. What do you, like his USF, USFL career, would you consider that? It, well, it was interesting. I don't know what my opinion is, but it was. I read it right before the show on, wow, that's interesting. It's the Pro Football Hall of Fame, but yet it pretty much is the NFL Hall of Fame. Have, have, yeah. you, have you ever thought about it? It's interesting. Yeah. Well, I always wonder. It's also like separate from the NFL. Like they don't, the NFL doesn't. Yeah, it's its own nonprofit. But yeah, it's still, which... but if you look at the inductees, it's base, It's the NFL Hall of Fame. Yeah. Now we'll see if the uh, if the XFL catches on or uh, what is it? What is it? The USFL now? What was the other one? We the, had? There's a, yeah, the USFL round That's two. Back. I guess. That's back. Yeah. yeah. Well, the I can't keep up out. with all the side the side the side leagues too much. I know Henry's die diehard USFL guy. Um, <laughs> I, I'm trying to get into arena football. So who, who somebody asked me recently? Hey, do you ever go to an arena football game? I haven't been to an arena football game, um, but that's like a whole another. Hey, don't another, sleep uh, on the experience. Dallas Desperados. Don't sleep oh, on the Desperados. Go. But but no, I mean I think some of these guys, yeah. If you combine the their extra their extra leagues over the years, I think it's I think it's fine. I think for the most part, moving forward, yeah, the the majority will continue to be the NFL guys, no, no question. Yeah. Um, but but I do, uh, I, yeah. I mean, to me, the, there needs to still be a a limit. I think they've caught up with some of the the older players that that needed to get in and and we're at a good pace now. Now I'm probably hey, let's keep it to every five years and and guys that get rejected for, you know, 15 straight years, that's hard to keep putting, putting them up for, uh, for the vote. I think at some point earlier on players need to be kind of off the, uh, the eligible list. If that, if Hmm. that, if that makes sense, I I do think those, it drags on a little bit too long at times. Um, yeah, but that's tough. That's yeah. Cause if you don't make it for the first 20 years, eh, are you really good enough to be in? It's tough. Unless it it's poorly timed and you are ju- your eligibility also falls on the eligibility of absolute for sure Hall of Famers, and that could be difficult. But, I mean, the Cowboys, the Cowboys receiver who waited forever and got Drew in a couple Pearson. years ago. Like, Drew Pearson. That's, yeah. That was weird. Yeah. yeah, it was a little late. But, but I did like the centennial, the 20 that, get, that got in, and so that was – that was yeah. a cool way to kind of make up for some of those missed guys over the years. My favorite thing with the Hall of Fame is still the knock. The knock yeah, videos special. where they go and knock and they they tell them and they just they're crying or their whole party and entourage is in the room going crazy. Though I mean, if you want to if you want to shed some sports tears, go to YouTube and watch just videos of the knock. It's it's <laughs> it's unbelievable. Unreal. It is. No, it's amazing for sure. All right. So one other thing I wanted to mention, uh, well, I said it at the top with what I'm convinced of 
you know, there are a couple situations as Luke drinks his milk, which is just disgusting as we're trying to do a game. <laughs> Or trying trying to do a game, trying I'm to do a show. I'm freeing you up to have hummus on the show. Trying to do I, a show. I am I'm laying my life down for the show. I'm drinking milk so you can snack on hummus with no shame. I, I got no hummus today. It's it's game day. It's 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 show day. I got no hummus today. No milk today. Come on, no, it's fine. Um, but no, it, it, training camp this time of year, there are a couple quarterback battles. To, to watch, we're not sure who exactly is going to be the starter this season, and so in Seattle, Geno Smith and Drew Locke, in Carolina, Baker Mayfield, Sam Darnold. Uh, it looks like Trey Lance now the guy in San Francisco. So now we're just wondering where Jimmy G ends up, um, and, and kind of I guess Cleveland's still up in the air. But but the two main main battles right now are in Seattle and and Carolina, and what I find so funny is the updates and the stories that come out and the reports that come out that say this guy has the inside track or this guy was 8 of 11 uh, on on the final drive of practice today. It looks like he's going to be the guy. Stop it. To me, there is no doubt in my mind that, that, that Baker Mayfield will be the starter for the Panthers. So any other discussion or talk about Sam Darnold being the guy – it's, it's August chatter. It's silliness. <laughs> these, these GMs and coaches, they know who their starter is going to be. Oh, Pittsburgh's the other one. There you go. Pittsburgh is the yeah. other team. Is it going to be Mitch Trubisky or Mason Rudolph? Hey, listen, if Mason Rudolph was going to be the starter, they wouldn't have brought anyone. He would have been the guy. They would have said, hey, we're, you know, we're moving on. Roethlisberger's retiring. We're, we'll miss him. But we got Mason Rudolph. We're ready to go. You know, you know what I'm saying? Because when uh, Brett Favre moved on from Green Bay, they knew it was Aaron Rodgers. There, there yeah. was no, there was no question about it. So, but, but I, but I don't think it's going to be Mason Rudolph. I think it's going to be Mitch Trubisky. They brought him in to be the starter. They will groom Kenny Pickett. Uh, maybe down the line, they'll see if he'll develop. But Kenny Pickett's not going to be the starter. I don't think. I don't think he'll be starter day one. I think they brought in Mitch to be the guy this year, and they've already decided that. So if they're debating in, in training camp and. Ooh, big throw by Pickett. No, I don't think so. So, mm. and that's why that's why I, Baker Mayfield, the Panthers, they they wanted to trade for him. They went out and got him. If they loved Sam Darnold so much, they wouldn't have gotten Baker Mayfield. Why would they mess up the locker room? They would have just been all in on Sam Darnold. Sam Darnold is not going to be the starter week one. Move on. It's Baker Mayfield. So there you go. And yeah, and Baker's not. Let's not pretend that Baker's a bad quarterback. Like. Very talented. He's okay. He's okay. Former. He just needs a new situation. It was a disaster in Cleveland. And there was, I mean, many games in his Cleveland career where he was getting so much praise. Oh, Cleveland's on the right track. Yep, he's got to put talent around Baker Mayfield. So let's give him a chance. So I, yeah, I agree with you there. I just love that. I love when parody is shaken up in sports leagues because... It just makes it exciting as a sports fan. So we are in an era right now where there's so much unknown about quarterbacks. We have young quarterbacks like a Josh Allen. Yeah, we know he's really good, but it's still exciting to see, okay, what's going to happen with that Bills team. But the the years of the AFC is just Patriots, Colts, or Steelers, that's gone. And then... Aaron Rodgers in the NFC, yeah, but now Russell Wilson's gone. It, there's just so much upheaval and change. So as a sports fan, I'm so excited 
because I have no clue what's going to happen. I love, I, and there's so many quarterbacks this season that we're going to watch, okay, are they for real or not? Like, I am so pumped, even as a Cowboys fan, to see, okay, what's Jalen Hurts going to be like this year? That's a really exciting thing to watch. Or even like Herbert and Burrow. What are they going to be like this year? Are they going to continue to take these crazy big steps? Or are they going to have a plateau year? Mm. There's so much unknown and excitement because, yeah, all these household quarterback names, even like a Matt Ryan, like they're, it's, everything's changing. So as a sports fan, I'm very excited about that. Absolutely. And I want to continue to be on the record. I'm going to keep pounding uh, that Matt Ryan is yeah, going to have an awesome year in Indy. Get ready for the Colts. AFC Championship game, maybe the Super Bowl. Maybe the Super Better Bowl. Better than Phillip Rivers there? Yes, absolutely. Matt Ryan's going to be phenomenal, and I'm also convinced that this is the end for, for Tom Brady. So this is going to be a tough year. Tough year for those Bucks. going to be a tough year. So I know I know I probably I probably said it ten years ago, but I'm I'm circling back around ten years it's later. It's gonna be interesting. It's finally over. It's finally, Which take I think, is gonna, I think yeah. now that I'm reminiscing, I was reminiscing about that two thousand three Super Bowl loss for the Panthers. My my New England Patriot hatred, yeah. my Tom Brady hatred that I, I had stuffed down for a while. I've yeah. started to appreciate it's Tom flaring Brady. Up. It's, it's, flaring it's back. Up. It's back and I'm out. I'm out on the box. I'm out on Brady. It's well, over. it's 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 interesting. Which take are you pounding more? The Buccaneers being done the bucks are done or matt ryan and the colts are you're buying all their stock both you are very passionate about very passionate about i so i also really like the chargers so that's why it's tough I, the chargers and the colts for me are the teams to beat in the afc but your love for the chargers isn't a new take you've been on the chargers the last two seasons yeah you I were have. early on the herbert train i was and then i'm, I'm, I'm just kind of a long time colts fan so but but I am on the on the Matt Ryan bandwagon, so so it should be should be fun. So a uh, couple more things to uh, to get to today. Uh, appreciate the chat, those jumping in on the chat. Uh, thanks to Henry, uh, keeping an eye on that, and we'll do tap drill in a moment. We got a couple fun fun topics. One story is just outrageous involved involving the Patriots <laughs> and a former player. I, I can't even wrap my mind around it. Um, so you'll you'll want to stick around for that. Uh, but most weeks on this show, you know, we we talk sports. We talk faith. We also talk life. And we have a segment we call Life Quandaries. And it's a, it's a question that, that just pops up in social circumstances, life situations. And sometimes we need advice or sometimes maybe we'll, we'll even give advice in these segments. And, and today, I want to go back to my experience with the soccer game and the Charlotte FC. And so I was with my, my good buddy Brady, took me to the game. And before we, we got into the game, uh, he ended up bumping into someone that, that he knew. And all of a sudden, those two were talking, and I noticed very quickly that, okay, I'm not going to be a part of this conversation because I didn't get roped in <laughs> initially. And so then I had a choice to make. Do I step into the conversation and try to, hey, I'm, I'm here with, with Brady. I, I want to be a part of this conversation. Or do I just pull back and awkwardly stand like the goofy guy uh, with no one to talk to and just kind of look around the room a little bit? And, and so what do you think I chose to do? Well, you definitely didn't go uh, option number C of let me pull out and play in my Android. Android uh, I could have uh, yeah. done that. You know, the, the yeah. old phone trick. It's too easy. But you're a personable guy. The phone trick. 
you're a personable guy, so I could see you almost taking over the conversation like I'm the man of the hour here. You you guys want to no, listen to what I have to say. Uh no, come on now. So <laughs> I I read the room properly and come to find out later. And I I I I I made sure that I was away from the conversation because here's the deal. You have to recognize when it is a flyby conversation. A a a quick, you know, sometimes awkward, like you bump into people in public that you may know, but you're not really in relationship with. You're not, you know, you're not close friends with, you may know them from work. They may be yeah. a friend of a friend. They may be a, a, you know, a wife or a girlfriend of a friend or a former friend, you know, all that kind of stuff. So you bump into these people in public. You can't just not acknowledge them. So you still acknowledge them. <laughs> and so you have this conversation. But but to be the third wheel in that awkward conversation, no thanks. I'm out. I don't want to be any part of that. But you have to be able to discern and read what what the the, the kind of the relationship is like, or are these guys like old buddies, or ooh, that's a casual friendship. I, I don't I don't want to be involved with that. And and here's the other side of this. So the person that that knows you know the the acquaintance. They usually, oftentimes, will say, hey, here's my, here's my friend that I'm with tonight. You know, oh, here, come. I want you to introduce you to someone. And so usually it's on that person. Mm -hmm. But oftentimes, I don't want to be roped in. I don't want the, hey, how you doing? Hey, I'm, I'm Bryce. How you doing? And then not say anything because they're still talking. They're catching up. And then you're awkwardly standing there. Yep. And then it's always a quick conversation because, again, it's a flyby conversation. Yeah. And then it's, all right, hey, great to meet you. So we just said hello, and now we're quickly saying goodbye. So my decision is to bow out, bow out completely from. But you're the still standing there, but but a far enough away, far enough away. So you actually physically move back a little bit. Correct, correct. You don't, you do not engage, yeah. and and so come to find out, Brady was glad that I did that. It was an awkward conversation for him, and I saved myself the awkwardness of the night. Other than just looking looking a little goofy. And and that was fine. I was willing. I was already goofy. I was wearing a yellow Ecuador shirt, so I was I was <laughs> yeah, fine. I was, I was all set. I was all set. <laughs> so uh, so we'd love to know uh, anybody's thoughts on this. Did I, did I make the wrong choice? What would you do in a similar situation? Do you like getting roped into the you know? Hey, oh here, say hello real quickly to my friend. It's so not worth it. it's too quick. So I I had a recent encounter at that at a wedding, and I I I did what you did, and then multiplied it. By probably 10. So oh, no. Madeline and I are walking around at a wedding. And, you know, it's it's one of her friends from college. Ah, I know some people there. But one of her friends, her gal friends, comes up and is talking. And it's obvious it's just about them. No fault of Madeline. Hey, they're catching up. I have zero to to offer in this conversation. That's right. So I, at first I'm saying there. You have to oh, know it. Absolutely. I... At first, I'm standing there. At first, the girl walks up. Hey, Luke. Oh, good to see you. And then they talk. I'm like, okay, well, I'm out of the conversation. But do I stand here for... It could be five, ten minutes. Mm. And I don't want to stand there awkwardly for ten minutes. So I took a step back, took another step back, looked around, then went to go look at the cake. Completely ah. removed myself. Yep. And then just went You'll and look stared around. at the people cutting the cake. So I'm like, I'd rather do that than just stand here... And they they know I'm here, 
But I'm like almost like this creepy guy just staring at a ah, conversation you, I'm not a part of. And I, don't I don't want any that, part of that. No, you don't want to be that third wheel. You don't. Yeah. Not in the not in the quick in the quick no, in, you know no. conversations. Now, no. if you're if you're you know diving in deep and you're meeting people and it's like, uh, hey, yeah, come on, have a conversation. Hey, I got to you got to meet this guy and you're going to talk maybe for the rest of the night yeah. or have a nice opportunity for a long conversation. Yeah, of course. I'm a social guy. You embrace all of that. You got to read the room. You got to know the circumstance. And so I'm just trying to. Trying to help people here. Trying to yep. help people. Absolutely. So, so all right, there I, you go. I'm with you there. Yeah, I, I just yeah, it just feel it feels uncomfortable standing there staring at a conversation you're not part of. Like oh, who's this stranger it. just hovering around? Oh, it makes it uncomfortable us. for everyone. It's a lose yeah. lose for everyone because yeah. then they feel like they gotta like they can't talk how they want to. Yeah, they because can't they catch know up. that you're there. Yeah, it's it's just a painful situation. It yeah, really is. So, so the mature move, just step away. For the, step for away. The, it's, it's best no for problem. everyone. It's yeah, no, no problem. problem. I don't mind if someone wants to catch up. Go, go for it. I, I can wait. I know it's going to be a short-term, Absolutely. short-term conversation. Take a fake phone call. I have done that before. <laughs> it works every time. You take a step back. You kind of look around. <gasps> then your pocket. Take a fake. Oh, hey, how's it going? And then you oh, walk away. Man. It works uh, every time. That's funny. That's funny. Well, we'd love to know your thoughts on this. You can email me, Bryce, at unpackingit.com, the all-important uh, life quandary of the week. Uh, also, another reminder, if you want to join our fantasy league, go to unpackingit.com slash fantasy. Sign up today. We're trying to fill these leagues. We'd love for you to be a part of it. Unpackingit.com slash fantasy. Uh, Luke's going to try to beat me this year because I did beat him last year. Uh, so he's, he's trying for some revenge. I had the best regular season record. Got upset first round. Oh, so sounds like a Cowboys fan. Sounds about right. <laughs> fair. Very sounds, fair. Oh, gosh, I'm killing you I today. I got to break the mold. I'm killing you today. I'm sorry. <laughs> Tough day. Tough day. The mil- it's the milk. It's That's, the you milk. brought it on yourself. But hey, I got to sit courtside of the big three. So that's I'm right. I'm, je- I'm that just one. jealous. It's all out of jealousy. It's <laughs> really right. what it is. I'm stuck right. at a soccer game. I got the <laughs> soccer game. You get the big three. Doesn't seem right. <clears throat> just kidding, Brady. I love the game. It was awesome. <laughs> all right, let's jump into tap drill. We'll bring Henry Bienname on with us. He's been working hard on the chat. Appreciate uh, everybody jumping in with him. Uh, Henry, we've got a couple fun fun topics today. Go for it. All right, boys. Hopefully, I won't be a third wheel in this type of conversation. <laughs> I don't. I don't want to. Ma- I don't want to make it too. I don't want to make it too too awkward. All right, we got a former patch player who went on a, a local podcast and said that in order for him, he didn't want to be embarrassed by Bill Belichick for coming in late to practice. So what he did was he crashes his car. You had what? a grown man who was afraid of being late for, so that Bill Belichick wouldn't get on him. So to, so to get out of getting yelled at by the great Bill Belichick, he crashes his car. He didn't make up an excuse. He crashed his car. <laughs> now, boys, what's what? the craziest thing that you, you've done or you've heard people do to, to, to justify being late? I, I mean, that's an outrageous Ooh. thing. And I think it's... Outrageous. Spe- it speaks to just how uh, a fine line it is for guys to get cut and how worried they are to get cut. And they know that if they're late to one practice, that could be the end of their chances, their career. And so for his willingness to crash his car, Luke, I think you told me that he crashed into the back of a church van. Church van, 100%. He said the driver was breaths away from being 100. Oh, so you've got an NFL player ramming in. To a, a church van just to avoid Bill Belichick. That's how scary he is. That's um, 
So ad- admittedly, I, I struggle with lateness. It has been a lifelong <laughs> battle of mine. Um, <laughs> I, you know, I'm probably an excuse guy. I'm not, I'm not a liar, so I probably don't make stuff up necessarily, but I may blame the wrong people or the wrong. I may blame circumstances that aren't really to blame. Like it's, I just need to own, Hey, I'm late because I'm late. So I've tried to be better about that versus blaming traffic or something. It's like, yeah, traffic may have contributed, but if I would have left 10 minutes earlier, I wouldn't have been late. So it's one of those things where that's, that's probably what I've, I've learned over the years just to, just what you have to do. Make it your identity. You're the late guy. That's your identity. No, (laughs) that's that's terrible advice. It's awful. That's what I've done. People know. Yeah. Luke will be a few minutes late. I've milked dry the fashionably late mantra. Yeah, fashionably late. No, but it's not good. So I can't. I can't. Not, I can't approve the, it. The wife does not appreciate, and I've had no. to meet her in the middle. However, people just kind of know that about me, and it, it, I almost get away with it now. No, I, I've been getting away with it too. It's not good. I can't. I. I it's not a good thing. <laughs> I will I say promise. though, when you're driving somewhere and you have tons of time to spare, such a good feeling. Rushing not, in the car imagine. feels horrible, that but is. So, for some it's reason, dangerous. I I think I, I and my mom told me I inherited it from my dad. Where if you have ten minutes, you need to leave in ten minutes. It feels like you have an hour. Oh, I got ten <laughs> minutes. I got plenty of time. Now, times I've told that to Madeline. Oh, twenty minutes. We got plenty of time. I said Luke, do you know how much you have to get done in twenty minutes? Ah, oh, it's yeah. twenty minutes. That's so much time. Never enough. I struggle with, yeah, calculating time. That's fair. Yeah. That's fair. I'm, I'm with you on that. All right, Henry, next one. Well, hopefully I can stay on time with this next topic here. Uh, <laughs> if you watch the NBC Football Night in America, you notice that they had two new additions among the additions that they had. We talked about this uh, a few weeks ago while we had broadcasters moving from, from platform to platform. So the NBC Football Night in America introduced Jason Garrett, former former Dallas Cowboys head coach, and Matthew Berry, former ESPN fantasy football guy. Now, I actually got a chance to take a look at this. Guys, this looked kind of awkward. It really did, putting the two of them together. So what do you think of this new pairing on NBC? Henry's a pro. (laughs) Luke's laughing over here. Luke's got milk coming out of his nose. I mean, goodness. I, if I, I I couldn't look at Luke because if I did, I'd have, I'd have lost it for real. I'd have oh lost it. Oh my goodness gracious! Luke takes a big gulp of milk in between <laughs> questions. Yeah, having it coming out of his nose, unbelievable! <laughs> oh right. man! So you know I love talking broadcasting. So and I love NBC's coverage, and they've made a lot of changes over the years. I I I long for the uh, the Dan Patrick Tony Dungy days, but at least Tony Dungy's still still there. Um, but Jason Garrett, I thought was fine with the content, but man, his voice seemed really <laughs> awkward for Tough. like the tone, like his tone and sound for for like the setting. He's didn't still seem football to fit. coach mode. He's football coach mode. So like Tony Dungy's so peaceful and quiet and uh, you know just just smooth, right? He's just great to listen to. And then Jason Garrett just gets down there like, man, this is intense. It was, it was, it was nuts. So hopefully he learns to kind of tone it down a bit. I think there's potential there. He's got to tone it down. It's So he gets made fun of by Dallas radio guys all the time for his storytelling being so subpar. Like he has this go-to story of like, 
It's like a Buddhist parable that he tells, but he makes it like he makes it sound like he knows this guy from the story. <laughs> and his delivery is very subpar. But I saw people on on Twitter making fun of Jason Garrett saying Jason Garrett just told the same story in the same twice in the same hour. Oh no. Like he forgot he told the story oh, and then no. told it verbatim again. Ooh. So that that was tough. But yeah, it's it's he's in yellow. You got to have your go-to stories. You got to have your go- I, I I understand repeating stories. I, I'm guilty. But you can't do it in the same hour. You got to spread them out. Tough. You got to spread yeah. them out. Uh, but no, and then as far as Matthew Berry goes, uh you know, I think he's fine. I think he's a good. You know, he was good at ESPN. Good fantasy analyst. He's a personality. He's he's really been sort of the face of fantasy football experts, which is which is cool. To go to NBC is a big deal. To be a big part deal. of Football Night in America, but my whole thing is at Sunday night. You do, that's you know usually their big show at seven o'clock on Sunday night. The the day has already been over, so you're not really benefiting from his fantasy analysis. Kind of the day up. Now I know he's going to do a show in the morning on Peacock, but I'm not going to open up another app and try to find it. Sorry. <laughs> you'll, you'll be too busy watching NFL plus. You don't oh, have time true. for that. True. We got it. I mean, I, I can't be, yeah, I, I have three TVs, but I'm not sure I can be opening all these different apps and wait. All right. I got this, this, yeah. this app on this TV. That's a so lot. Here's, here's the, the biggest possible benefit from Matthew Berry moving to NBC. And it's something that you are passionate about Bryce. And it, and it is, we're one step closer to having a fantasy analyst on broadcasts. Yes. We have a fantasy guy now at a network television. We're closer. Yep. The door the door is cracked. But like at what point are these guys going to realize we've got to have a fantasy analyst? The amount of people watching NFL games with their fantasy team, I mean constant. That they're watching these games for fantasy implications. Get a fantasy analyst in there. Hey, we're going to go to our Bryce Johnson our fantasy analyst for our breakdown. Right after Michelle Tafoya. I mean, come on, back to back. We need it. So, so another big change is Michelle Tafoya is off of NBC. She was awesome. She did a great job. Melissa Stark comes in. She's solid. Uh, I think she'll be fine. And I'm good with sideline reporters. I think they, especially during an NFL game, there's injury yeah. information. It's it's beneficial. But you should be able to complement that. To me, it, a Matthew Barry during a game is even more valuable than Pereira, the ref, during a game. Way more value. Come on. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. No, it's, I mean, it's fine. Like, it's fine to get a quick insight. Like, oh, that was a holding call or whatever. Oh, it's pass interference, which is, it's fine. It was a nice addition. Echo chamber. It was a nice addition. I don't know. But I think the fantasy guy would be, would be sweet. Way better. I'm I'm with you, Luke. I think this is at least Pereira, better than Pereira in basketball games. Pereira is like the Swiss army knife of calling the ref. Like, oh, what are we doing? I know. That's always awkward. Um, Theme of the show today, awkwardness. All right, Henry, <laughs> let's awkwardly take us to the next one. Let's, okay, hopefully we can transition from that awkward moment there. Now, just as Mike Greenberg would say on Get Up, we are going to talk about golf. Now, I know how much you guys love golf, and at, at iHeartRadio here in Connecticut, uh, we, have, we have plenty of guys that say, you know what, um, can, can I get off early? I've had guys ask, can I get off early because the, the course is about to close and I need to get my 18 in? So that brings us to Will Zalatoris, who had to make the toughest decision of his life. He fired his caddy, which was his best friend. Now, imagine this. You and your boy are going along the PGA. You guys, you, you guys are making the top 10 every week. And actually, Will Zalatoris, the day that he fired his caddy, was actually not having a bad game. 
but he decided at that particular moment, he was like, you know what? This isn't working. You know it. I know it. It's like that commercial where the guy and the girl says, we both saw this coming, so let's just end this now. Mm. So, guys, what do you think about Will Zalatoris firing his best friend in the middle of a tournament? All right, Luke, I'll let you take this first. It's confusing because I, I wrote a devotional for Unpack This last year praising Zalatoris's caddy. And Zalatoris said he went up to for before a par three, a big shot, and his caddy called him off and said, yeah, I knew you need to step off the shot and basically gather your breath again. You weren't mentally ready for this shot. Called him off, and then he ended up hitting a great shot. So we're only a year removed from that relationship being incredible and the caddy really benefiting Zalatoris. So it's very fascinating. It, the player-caddy relationship, there, also, there almost needs to be like an academic book or a documentary about that relationship because it's very interesting. This, the, the dynamics there, friendship off the course, what leeway does the caddy have to say to the player? It's all very, very fascinating. Well, I'm always amazed at the ones that are so professionally relationship-based. Um, that's probably a better way to say that. But to me, I would lean more toward the friendship-based caddy approach. The brother, the, you know, uh, Jordan Spieth has his teacher, his former teacher. I don't know, some, some type of relationship. But some of these guys, like, they'll just hire uh, an elite caddy who's been with somebody else. I'm always amazed that that, that, that works, that that's, a, that that's a good option where you don't yeah. have that personal trust so, there and that, that yeah. relationship. I, for me, I, I would lean toward that, even though I never had a caddy before, but I, I can imagine that that would be what I would prefer. So Zalatoris, I just pulled up the article. He said they've had a rough month together and it was starting to affect their relationship off the course, and he didn't want that. He said the golf was starting to affect their friendship, which that's just, it's a tough dynamic. It's interesting. But can they still be friends? That That's what would be interesting. Oh, Are you going to lose yeah, a friend? So then, like, then you, you, you step into that caddy relationship with the, the threat of, will this remain? Will we, mm-hmm. will we remain friends? Yeah. And to me, it's too easy for the golf, the golfer to blame the caddy. I, I can't, I can't feel good about that. When the, the caddy ca- takes too much of the blame, we need to, we need to support caddies more. We need to we need to endorse the caddy blaming the blaming the player. We need way more of that. It's the player's fault. Come on, what are we doing? Yeah, the, yeah. The caddy has important benefits, and I don't want to downgrade the caddy. Every player, yeah, caddy is very important, especially for morale and yeah, strategy. And some caddies help read putts, but ultimately, come on, yeah, the blame falls on the player. Yeah, absolutely. All right, Henry. What else, man? All right, let's go one more here, and let's talk about Pat McAfee. Now, Pat McAfee seems to be everywhere. He's on Friday Night SmackDown. He has his own show on uh, Sirius XM. If you guys listen to it, I don't. I know I've heard it a couple of times. If you if you like that kind of thing, and now he's teaming up with of all people, Peyton Manning to do a Manning cast type show for college football. So, Pat McAfee joins Paint Manning's Omaha Productions for a simulcast during college football games. So, what do we think of the Manning cast going down into college football? So, to me, Paint Manning is a, a media mogul, and, and I love 
kind of the 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 direction that he goes with his content, like the 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 feel, the approach. Uh, he's even teaming up with Kyle Brandt, who I'm a big fan of from from Good Morning uh, Football. Uh, they're doing a podcast and for Omaha Productions. Uh, Kyle is, and so you know, I I don't mind McAfee. I, I don't appreciate all the language. So it's like his radio show is very vulgar. So I I don't recommend the show. Uh, but what I do appreciate is his. Uh, He's very open and transparent. Like, it's very real. His show is very real. He has Aaron Rodgers on once a week during the season. He gets the most out of Aaron Rodgers. So he's, he's very not talented. vanilla at all. No, Nothing vanilla. He, he's brought a, a wrinkle to the broadcasting world, and he's a unique personality, and he's, you know, he's got a loyal audience. And actually, he does his show with all of his buddies, like his friends yeah. that he grew up with. He's brought them in to, to do the show with him. So, uh, so it's pretty cool. So as far as this college football simulcast, it's a great idea. I'm all in. I like college football, but if I don't necessarily have, you know, a team that I'm really pulling for a player that I'm, I'm jumping into to watch, I may casually keep an eye on, on different games, but if I can listen to, to McAfee and he's, he's got to be edited on ESPN. Um, so I'm, I'm, I'm in, I, I think this will be great. I'm sure we'll have some fun guests on. Um, like I told you guys, I love the, the Manning cast on Mondays. I've enjoyed a little bit of the, a rod cast with michael k uh for baseball I, what i've heard of that has been good i've i've liked it so I, i'm sure mcafee will be even if it's better getting you to watch baseball that. then it must be i mean yeah award-winning cool. good i love the concept i really do this whole cast game cast and i i was into it a few years ago when they were trying different things for big games uh they used to have a bunch of like espn personalities sitting around in a room and i was like they're on to something here this is cool so, I'm into so what it. do you think about the name Omaha Productions? Is that cringe? Is that a little a little cheesy? That's eh, fine. I Omaha, like it. So if you had a production company, what word would be used? What word do you say all the time that would be used to name this company? Well, I used to have a company. It's called Yap Productions. So my Did, first radio show was part of Yap Productions. Sports Yap, baby. That's Did right. Did you use the word Yap in your vocabulary? Oh yeah. Yeah, we the show was called Sports Yap. We had Yappers that were the listeners. We did uh yeah, everything was everything was yapping. So here here we're unpacking it. We're always unpacking something. We're unpack this, unpack that. It used to be yapping. We were yapping all the time. So I've, I've changed changed the the tone a little bit. Oh yeah. So uh right. there you go. So but I like Omaha. Me I've been teaching Maddie all about the line of scrimmage and and getting her cadence down. Uh so we've been playing a little tackle football and stuff and so she'll go hut 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 I got her doing Omaha. She's going to be the girl from Friday Night Lights. Is what it sounds like. Be watching film and everything. That's right. You probably not Friday Friday Night Lights. Uh, Remember the Titans. Oh, there you go. Yes, there there you go. Hayden Hayden Penitary. Yeah, (laughs) Hayden Penitary. That's right. Yeah, there you go. So we'll see. We'll see. But Henry, good stuff, man. I appreciate it. Hey guys, just to let you know that from now until the end of the calendar year is nothing but football. It's football, Preseason baby. football starts this Thursday. That's right. Football Let's every go. Saturday morning, 6.30 a.m. Uh, Central Time in, in London, England. Can't wait for that, that football, man. <laughs> yeah. Have fun. Foot, football. Have fun with that. Go Blues. 1-0. 1-0 the season. <laughs> all right. So, fun show. Thanks for everybody listening. Thanks, everybody, jumping in on the chat. Thanks for all the emails. Uh, always love hearing from you. And uh, hopefully you were encouraged today. The, the mantra, keep pounding.
Let's, let's keep praying. Let's keep trusting. Let's keep obeying. Let's keep following Jesus day in, day out. No matter you know, the circumstances, the difficulties, let's keep trusting him and the power that we have within us to keep, pound, to keep pounding. He enables us to be able to do that uh, in, in a way that, that, that we can endure and persevere. Um, so let's continue to, to, to rely on him and, and yield to uh, the Holy Spirit within us. Uh, man, so thanks for uh, all the help behind the scenes. We will talk to you next week. Thanks to our intern, CJ. Uh, good work out of him as well. Uh, Landon has gone back to school, so we had a fun summer with Landon. Uh, we're going to try to keep him involved with the show uh, this fall, so we'll, uh, we'll keep you posted on that. I know he became a fan favorite uh, here at Unpacking It. So the studio is a little, uh, little lonely without, without Landon here today. But, uh, but thanks for listening. I'm Bryce. I'm a sports fan who follows Jesus. I believe in the good news that he died on the cross for my sin. He was resurrected, and through faith, I've been saved by his grace. I hope that is true for you as well, and I hope you'll join me as we live life as sports fans who follow Jesus together. Have a great rest of your day. We'll talk to you next time right here on the Unpacking It podcast presented by MetaShare. For more information about the show, our events, and other resources, visit unpackingit.com. That's U-N-P-A-C-K-I-N-I-T.com. We hope you are encouraged, inspired, and challenged by what you heard today. To support our show and Unpacking It Ministries with a financial gift, visit unpackingit.com slash donate. We look forward to unpacking sports, faith, and life with you again next week.